Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is, So You Want to Be a Teacher. Let's start with Ephesians 4.11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. The call to teach does not come from the Father or the Holy Spirit, but from Jesus. Yes, I believe there is one God and that they are all working as one. But as we see in this word, each has given us gifts and callings. Let's look and move on. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 1, 13. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills, for as a body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. These are the gifts of God the Father. Romans 12, 6, 8 Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. These are the gifts or offices of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4:11-16. And he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Now there are more than these, such as hospitality and helps and administrations, etc., etc., and there are many books on spiritual gifts and offices, to which I leave you to find and discover them on your own. So back to teaching. Acts 17.11 These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Now I can't get past the first scripture without interrupting it. 
Do you see what it says there? They search the scriptures daily. This is what we try to encourage here in this ministry is that you read your Bible every day. And they didn't just read one verse. They searched the scriptures to see if what the people were saying, the apostles or the disciples, were saying to them and whether or not they were true or not. Matthew 10, 24. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. Luke 6, 40. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. James 3, 1, 2. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment, for we all stumble in many things. 1 Corinthians 12, 29 And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, so I could find many scriptures that discuss false teachers, which is not meant to be a deterrent set in place by me for you, but more about reminding you that God takes teaching seriously, as he went about doing the same. But I will use BibleGateway.com as they have expressed it better than I. But before we do that, let's see Jesus' example. To us who are called to teach from the gift, calling, and position of the Ephesians' office. Matthew 9.35 Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Then as should be the practice of all of Jesus' disciples, at least in the expression of preaching, as I've already stated, the teaching should be done by those who are called to teach from the gift, calling, and position of the Ephesian office. His apostles did the same thing, modeling his example. Acts 5.42 and daily in the temple, and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as a Christ. So Peter says in the following, Destructive Doctrines. Verse 2, But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed, by covetousness they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them in the chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterwards would live ungodly, and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment, and especially those who walk according to the flesh, in the lusts of uncleanness and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries, whereas angels who are greater in power and might do not bring a reviling accusation against them before the Lord. But these, like natural brute beasts made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of things they do not understand, and will utterly perish in their own corruption, and will receive the wages of unrighteousness. 
as those who count it pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes, carousing in their own deception, while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sinning, enticing unstable souls. They have a heart trained in coveted practices and are accursed children. They have forsaken the right way and gone astray following the way of Balaam the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. But he was rebuked for his iniquity, a dumb donkey speaking with a man's voice, restrained the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure, through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. For if, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit, and a sow, having washed, to her wallowing in the mire. In finishing this message, I want to reassure you that you can teach what you know about God right where you're at. But to take an official position, as one who has a gift and calling of a teacher, is to place yourself at risk of judgment from God. Now I say this because from what I have seen, and who totally knows the reason why, but we humans feel the need to place ourselves in the public eye and teach people stuff. I have sat right in front of a church and watched people who are not called or gifted to teach try and do exactly that. Oh, the pain of it all. Even worse is when someone is asked to be a teacher by someone in leadership for whatever reason, and they sound less pleasant than nails on a chalkboard. I have seen this as well. The thought was to move them through the position, ultimately placing them in a position we think they belong in. Sorry, boneheads, the ministry offices are not sandboxes, i.e. artificial IT testing grounds. Sometimes it is very hard to undo what a well-meaning Christian has done in the name of growth. I end with this pleasant reminder for not only me, but for you aspiring teachers, and for those of you who are drawn to the limelight and the popularity it brings, like a moth to the flame. You can and will be like the moth who is incessantly bouncing its head off the light bulb, or burn in the furnace of judgment. But why not just go after the gift and calling God gave you and do that? James 3.1.2, my brethren. Let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Well, that's it for today, and thank God as I'm feeling a bit constricted. Yep, that's all I got. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy, and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.